0: And welcome to episode one hundred and four of the IA Cast. My name is Michael Doise, and this week I'm here with Jason Earls. Hey, everyone. Jeff Bishop. Hello, everyone. And Aaliyah Dudley.
1: Good lord, we're getting ancient.
0: One hundred and four. Yeah, it's a lot of episodes. I still love doing this <laughs> show after one hundred and four episodes and all the other content we do. So it's awesome. Still glad to be here, and we're not going to quit anytime soon. So. We have a few news items today. Let's start with the mainstream things. It has been announced that Apple Music is coming to Woo-hoo! the Echo on December 17th of this month. <laughs> I cannot wait. We all can. Oh, can't I cannot wait. wait for
2: this. It's really So awesome. Michael, are you going to buy another Echo to celebrate this?
0: Well, we just bought our 3rd generation Echo Dot for this. Well, not for this. Okay. But We just bought it, and it should be here Tuesday. We will be doing an unboxing of that device. Yeah.
3: Okay. Are they supposed to hear better when you're listening to, like, louder
2: music? Because I know mine, like, when I have it connected to my speakers, I have to to use it in order to... I can tell you from my uh, experience, I have a third generation, and it does not really listen any better. Oh, it stinks.
1: Bad A-Lady. But it's just... Even the HomePods don't. You have to really yell mm. at the HomePods when they're up loud. I don't know about Google Home. No, Google Home's the same way, and so is um, the Invoke speaker. So it's just uh. Mm. So maybe an I just need to find
3: a
2: better spot for with... it. Get it away from the speakers or something. I don't so know. I, maybe. So I've heard that you can you can group these and and so that they'll play in stereo. Do you what, guys know about this?
1: The Echo dots.
2: The dots, yeah. So you no. can.
1: Stereo yeah, pairing? so if you have two of house? them, Yee.
2: so if you have two of them, then you can then you can pair them together, and then if you play a song, for example, that has you know that's in stereo, you know, like Pink Floyd's Money or something, then you'll hear it in stereo. Now heard, I have oh not gosh. done this yet, that's but awesome. I am very seriously considering now that they're doing this with Apple Music, of uh, buying another one and putting one you know on one side of my desk and one on the other side.
1: Well,
3: Man, I'm if really I did that, my stereo it. feel would be so lopsided because of the way the, the second-gen
2: dot and the third-gen dot sound. No, <laughs> you'd have to do it with two second-gens. By the way, if you ask the A-lady about Echo Dots, she'll only tell you about the second-generation ones.
1: You have to really? specifically ask her to search for the Echo Dot third-generation. You can't ask her how much it is or anything like that. You have to say, A-lady, search for Echo Dot third-generation, and she will find it. But man, is it hard.
0: Well, oh, that's stupid. I wonder if you actually okay. have to say the all new Echo Dot, because that's how it's listed in the in the store.
2: Well, should we try it right now?
1: Uh I'll go get something. <laughs> Keep talking. I'll go get something so that everybody else can actually hear that. Or no all wait. Right. Well, hold on. Um
0: it's hooked to the speakers.
1: It is. Hold on. Alexa, volume 10. Alexa, how much is the all-new Echo Dot? Echo Dot, second generation. No. Oh, wow. It's $24.99 on Amazon.
2: Yeah. That's I know, but I don't think the third generation is $24 right no. now.
1: Yeah. Alexa, search for Echo Dot third generation. Not Echo you. Dot, second generation, <laughs> black. Hey, you did this for me the other day. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, I think what this tells us is that uh, everyone try no. everything you can to do it. I don't know.
0: Here we go. they are still discounted.
2: Wow, I'm buying Stop. one after the show.
1: Yeah, they are still discounted and if I get once I get Christmas money, I will probably be replacing my second gen dot.
3: Well, honestly, part of me's torn because I sorta of wanna get the um the echo third gen, the you know, the third generation dot, but I also don't because you know, as I've said before, I can just connect it and disconnect it from my uh from my speakers and the T V and the speakers aren't the the T V and the echo are not going to be simultaneously playing audio unless the TV's on mute for some reason. So, I don't know.
0: So, here's my question to you guys. Do you guys have Spotify or another music service with your Echo devices and with this change, will you cancel that service?
3: I have Pandora, but I'm only uh using the free version and I think I've got TuneIn installed, but I don't have any other like paying music services.
2: I only have Apple Music, so that's all I'm using.
0: See, we have both Spotify and Apple Music, and I don't think that I would get rid of my Spotify because there's still some songs on there I can't get on Apple Music. So Really? Yes, there's some remixes and covers of songs that I really like that hmm. are on one but not the other. In fact, I use, uh, to try to get as close, closely synced as I can, there's an app for iOS I like called Song Shift that will uh, sync your music between the two services. I thought that was a cross-platform app. Is it just specific to iOS? It might be. I haven't seen it on Android, but uh, I have to oh. look again.
2: You should make but that yeah. your pick so we can get it in the show notes.
1: It'll go in the show notes anyway.
0: Yep. Well, true. It'll be there. So our next news item for uh, for this week also has uh, to do with the Echo, and that is the Echo is getting a skill for Skype, which is really interesting. I think it's out already, is is it not, actually?
2: actually.
0: It
1: is. It's out. Yeah.
2: Yeah, so what you do is you open up your Alexa app and you have to add the skill, and then you add your Microsoft account or Skype account to it, and then you can call people on Skype, and you can even make Skype phone calls. So if you have the, the ability to, you know, make long-distance phone calls on your Skype, then you can do that. I, I have that, and I actually use it on occasion. So it's pretty cool when, you know, you're at work and you make a long-distance phone call.
1: Right. And the Echo already supports the ability to make calls to contacts, which is really neat. So, you know, it's just an addition
2: but I thought you had to have an echo to for that feature to work.
1: Uh no. No. Well, to call actual numbers, yeah, I guess you do, but
2: cuz I think it only links you up to with contacts that are as part of the echo
3: system. No,
1: no, 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 no. No. No, cuz I have made actual
2: you... calls.
3: Oh, you have yeah. Yes. Didn't didn't you call me on your Echo at one point, or maybe it was no. maybe it was somebody else? I'm okay. pretty sure somebody oh, yeah. called me. How ahead. often somebody I use that Echo.
2: <laughs>
1: I mean, you yourself obviously have to have an Echo, but the other person doesn't.
2: Oh, okay. Oh, that's interesting.
1: Similar to how the Google Home does that as well. You can make calls with it.
0: Nice. So this gives us one more option for using, you know being able to make and receive well, I wonder if you can receive calls with that skill. No. No. Well, I don't know. Can you?
1: The only calls you can receive with the echo are the echo to echo calls.
2: Okay interesting.
0: So at least
2: interesting with the echo though is have you all noticed how really friendly Amazon is getting with Apple and Microsoft and you know, it's just interesting how Echo is really becoming a cross-platform solution, you know, for, for services, which I think is really cool. I mean, you've got Cortana on um, the Echo. You've got Skype. Now you, you're going to have Apple Music. It just it makes me curious, you know, uh, what will happen in the future, what other services are going to come to the platform.
0: Well, and where... The A Lady is is in more places. I mean, there's a dedicated Windows app now for her. And yeah, I wonder if you can do do Apple Music with that. I think so. Anything supported on the Echo? Oh wow! Is supported. I can, I there. can uninstall iTunes at work. Then that's awesome.
3: Wait a minute. So does that mean people that have the Quiet Comfort headphones could just use yes. A Lady to? Yes. Interesting. I'll yes. let you know. I, I think the KC35s back...
1: had Google Assistant in them.
3: I Are think there's a choice. they have Alexa yeah, right. as well. Oh, wait. They have both.
2: Yes, huh? they have both. What? Huh? Yes.
3: Yeah. That, my my brain's broken. Right. But but yeah, I mean, I guess I have to take back what I said. I think it was the last episode where I didn't see the point because I could sort of see the point for that. My only worry would be internet connection for them.
0: Well, I think some of them, some of those kind of headphones have a little bit of, you know, cache space, so maybe you can, you know, get some things downloaded. I don't know. Interesting, interesting yeah, thing know. to look at.
3: So yeah, I think I, I think I read about a set that actually allows you to uh, slip a SIM card in and give them an LTE connection, but I don't remember who made them.
0: But you know, I, I really think that the Echo, uh, you know, the Amazon A Lady is one of the most versatile digital assistants just because of how scalable it is. I mean Google Assistant's great too, but I see the Amazon ecosystem in more and more places. Plus you could have it read your ebooks, which I think is really cool. So there's a lot of power in that platform. I do wish
3: that you had multiple voices you could use for the Echo. I'm not knocking the current US, you know, English voice that we have, but I just feel like choice would be nice cuz Google gives you choice. In fact, I think they give you the most choice. Apple gives you, you know, at least a male and female voice for Siri for um different languages and things. So I I would like to see Amazon do the same thing.
0: Well, when you look at the two different are the three different ecosystems, you have to look at the personas of each one. Google Assistant is supposed to be a very customizable, very choice-driven uh, system, whereas Siri is kind of defined as customizable but still identifiable, whereas the A lady is she herself is a persona. Like those voices are characteristic of of the product, and so when it sings, when it does all the things that it does. It's supposed to be almost like a you know famous person where you identify that voice and you just know, oh, that voice is so-and-so. And so that's why I think Amazon is not trying to get into the market of a lot of choice with voices. I guess it makes sense. So one of the things that was also announced this week that I think is really cool is Google's cellular service that they say is not a replacement for modern cell carriers, but in addition, Project Phi now supports the iPhone.
1: And some Samsung th- and OnePlus. Or is it OnePlus? Um,
0: yeah, I think it is OnePlus.
1: Yeah, Samsung and OnePlus as well.
0: So what are y'all's thoughts on this? I think it's a neat thing that, you know, Google is expanding for this, so what are y'all's <laughs> thoughts?
3: I think it's really cool that, you know, you have more choice for phones on Google service than you did before, because I mean, it used to be limited to just like, you know, the the Google branded phones. I think there were a few select like third party phones like, you know, you had the Moto X and I think you had like the Moto G play or something like that. But you really didn't have like a extremely wide selection of phones. So it is nice to see that selection broadening especially something like the iPhone. I feel like that's going to get them a lot of customers. And they've also changed their name to Google Fi officially apparently. Um so I guess it's no longer experimental.
1: Well, the thing to remember is that iPhones will not support automatic carrier switching, which is kind of unfortunate. Uh,
3: I guess that's true cuz I think I think uh I did read that Google said if that were the case, you would be using uh, T-Mobile for your network. I believe. Well, when and you were Go- using cell connections,
0: and Google Fi uses T-Mobile and which carrier? Cancel. S-
3: I think it's I think it's T-Mobile, Sprint, and Cellular One, but I know the big ones are T-Mobile and Sprint,
0: which will soon be one company anyway. So that's I think kind of interesting, <laughs> right? So, Jeff. Why don't you talk about an experience you've had with our always favorite news topic of the week because it always tends to come up.
2: That's right, and that's Ira, of course. And so I have the Horizon glasses and phone. <laughs> and I have been stuck at software release 1.1.3 and as many on the team talk server will realize from my constant uh Letting people know how annoying it is that it won't update. This went on for well over 10 days that I could not update my device. And so finally, I got a hold of Ira and was able to speak to someone to assist me. And I just wanted to let others know about this that if you are at this release, you're going to have to get Ira to help you. Or at least there's a really good possibility that you're going to have to. Apparently, that software release will not allow you to do any upgrades. So what you have to do is call them and work with their technical support department. They will then remote into your PC or Mac and they will run a tool that will get them into the actual phone. So they remote into the actual phone and they take your phone out of kiosk mode. And So yes, this is possible to do. So then it acts truly like an Android device. In fact, he almost forgot to put the phone back into kiosk mode. That's unfortunate that he f- didn't leave it the way that that was. <laughs> that would have been interesting to poke around. <laughs> um, and uh, anyway, so then they can push an update to your device manually. And there is an update coming for Ira that solves a number of issues that users are having And it's expected in the next day or two. So, for those of you that have Ira, keep your phones plugged in and on to get your update that's coming shortly. So, do they install on their own
3: these updates or do you have to tell Chloe to check?
2: Well, they're supposed to install automatically. You know, there's uh, a word I haven't heard in a while. Yeah. But if you're on an older software release, apparently, I was really old, then <laughs> you're gonna be stuck at that software right. release unless someone pushes a, an update to your device. It doesn't take right. long at all. I mean it only took I don't know, five or six minutes and the phone was updated.
0: So that is interesting about that and it explains a lot and um Jeff, you're talking to me about an app that they use uh they had called uh, Visor. Yes.
2: Yeah, so they use an app called Visor. And apparently, (laughs) uh, this is very interesting too. So they use this app, and of course, it pushes ads like every 30 seconds. And so you had to try to get something done before the next ad would pop up. And I'm like, you know, you guys should really have a commercial-grade product that does this as opposed to using a (laughs) third-party, you know, remote tool. I'm like, that feels a little wrong to me i don't know i i just thought that was a little strange yeah i see um, what you mean that, i, you know, I, I, you I totally see what you mean yeah <laughs> I was just that's just like wow um,
3: okay <laughs>
2: yeah i just i just you know i mean i mean listen i love ira i just find that you know if you're a com- if you're a business i mean just buy the thing buy a license for your you know technicians and and do it or or, or produce one yourself that just seemed a little weird. He's like, oh, I, now I have to wait for the next ad to finish. I can't do anything until the ad, you know, goes away. Wow.
0: And I was like,
2: wow, are you serious? He goes, yeah, that's the way this app works. And I I, I didn't say anything after that. I just, you know, <laughs> I was just in awe a little bit about it. I I really was taken a little bit aback by it. Um, and, you know, maybe there isn't one that doesn't have ads. I don't know. But that just seems quite strange. <laughs>
3: I don't know. I feel like there would be though.
2: Yeah, I, I would, I would think so. I, I, you know, and by the way, I, I'm not trying to, you know, make anyone look bad or a company look bad about it. I just found it very strange that they were using a tool like that. Um, You know, that I, I would think they would have a more polished tool or a, or a purchased tool where, you know, that they just would have control of or something like that. I, I you know, I was just more surprised by it than anything else.
0: Yeah, that's pretty interesting. All right, so that will do it for our news this week. And so I want to go ahead and talk to everybody who's listening on the stream and here on the listening to the podcast about some exciting news and probably the second or tied to the most hilarious uh 1 to 2 hours of listening you ever find anywhere at the middle of the year we had our mid-year IACast outtake show well it's coming back for the holidays and this time it's coming back with a holiday theme so we will have our end of year outtake show with all of our outtakes and all of the fun that you came to expect from the middle of the year now I don't know. I'm I'm going to be curious what everybody's thoughts are. Do you, if people think that this one will be as hilarious as the last one, or if the first one was the best. So what do you guys think based on editing and some of our outtakes from this year?
1: I'm biased. I think mine's the best, which is the one that I put together the first time. Just saying.
2: <laughs> that one was pretty good. I don't for know the record, yeah, I'm not was, doing this was, one. I don't know. That was pretty that good. That one was very, very good. So I don't know if we're going to be able to top it. We'll I, we might be able to meet it.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I mean, there was just some... I mean, we've had some great outtakes this half of the year, but I, I, I think some of those from last time were just the best. They so, were pretty epic. <laughs> they were <a> true <laughs> death camera.
3: Or was that... That was in the first one, right? I think.
1: No, that's in this one.
0: Oops. Oops. Well, you got a sneak peek at what's coming in this uh, outtake show that will be coming at the end of the year. So
3: Unintentionally. I'm going to shut up now before I give more things away.
0: <laughs> Spoilers. All right. So that will be coming by the end of the year, and we will be putting that together here pretty soon. So I will be putting it together, so hopefully it will be just as good. All right. So let's get on to our main topic of the of the week. It is now the holidays, folks, and there's going to be a lot of buying and selling and giving and taking and trading and scamming going on. So, we wanted to get a group together and talk to you guys about some ways to identify if somebody is trying to take advantage of you. Um if if you receive a text message that has the um a phone number and maybe caller ID that says Jason Earls—it's always going to be a scam. So just be on the lookout for that. No, I'm <laughs> kidding. <laughs> I was wondering how
3: long you were going to stay serious.
0: <laughs> no, but seriously, folks. Um, or that Jeff Bishop guy—you know, he's kind of shifty too. You know. Uh, well, there's also that Michael <laughs> guy. Wow. I mean. Yeah. That I, I'm, you know, you can't trust me. <laughs> and, and Aaliyah will just ask you for your stuff. So. Hey! <laughs>
2: <laughs> Man, Michael's going rogue here. I,
1: scary,
0: scary that Michael. Jeff scary Christian Michael.
1: Guy, he just wants your password. So,
2: <laughs> no, <laughs> don't want your password.
0: No, seriously, folks. Um, there are several different kinds of scams. We saw one. Trying to sell something that it was, was a
1: pretty good scam too. It was.
0: Oh. What
1: was that?
3: I'm getting him. Oh, you guys heard that? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that was artifacty. What was that? I don't, I don't know. That was sounded like a buffer issue, a USB buffering issue.
0: Oh wow. Interesting. Ew. Or
3: something. I don't know why that would happen, but it yeah. did. What are you recording on? My Mac. Uh, that's weird. Yeah, it is. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that was a pretty good scam. So with many sites, you have to be pretty careful, especially if you're trying to sell something. Um, And that's one of the big places where people get hit with these these scams. And I saw two different ones. The first one was pretty creative. And had I not been paying attention and had I not known what I was doing, I might have fallen for it. Um, I could see a general lay person, as it were, falling for it very easily. What happened was I listed some products on a selling site and I got a text message later asking me, saying what product they were interested in and asking me if I could talk or text. And I said, yes, I can text. You know, it was pretty late, so I didn't feel like getting a phone call. And I said, yes, I could text. And the next thing I know, I get a legitimate text from Google. And the way I knew it was Google was Google always sends verification codes through a certain number, two twenty zero zero, And I knew that that was Google, but I knew that I had not accessed my Google account. Very shortly after that, Another text from this person came in saying essentially give me this six digit code so I'll know you're a real person. And I said absolutely not because it was a Google Voice verification code and had they been able to get in there they could have reasonably been able to access my entire account. And so I said no way and I said, I don't give out, you know, personal information like that. And they said, no, I'm real. And that's when I knew they weren't. And I texted back and said, try again. I'm smart enough not to release personal information that could give you access to my accounts. Bye. And, um... No no further response. What I discovered the next day, and one of the big ways that you can tell that these things are scams, is that the item they were interested in was in quotes. Most people don't write like that. <laughs> um, yeah, You don't text somebody and What's, say, it's... I'd like to buy your, quote, keyboard, end quote. Like... That's weird. It's it's,
3: it's hard to get people to use punctuation nowadays enough as it is, let alone quotes.
1: Right. Um, The second scam I ran into, and this is a tried and true old one, that says, I'll send you an overnight mailed check for, for this, and then I'll only come get the product after you have the check. And I said, no way cash only please because you know what that check would have done bouncy 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 oh what okay um <laughs> no but seriously please you know be careful if somebody's asking for personal information they don't have any right to such as passwords verification codes credit card numbers anything like that don't fall for it do not provide that information and you know, it's it's critical. If if yes, I know that most people um are not well versed necessarily in grammar, but if the message is overly like awful grammar wise, I would start to become suspicious, especially emails that claim to be from reputable companies like PayPal, not P A Y P A I seen it also if somebody emails you and says you have a check for a very large amount of money it's probably not true
2: well i think there's some basic rules here to follow on all of this um you know first of all nothing is free really in life so keep that in mind so if you get an email offering you money or anything like that uh ignore it delete it Unless you know someone, never, ever, ever click on a link in an email message. And I don't even care if you really, truly think it's coming from that provider. If, if you have something waiting for you, like a message either from, you know, like a doctor or maybe from your bank, nine times out of 10, if you log in, there's going to be a secure message center in your banking portal that you can go to and read that message. So let's say you do get a message. Simply close that email. Don't click on anything. Log into your bank as you normally would through your own browser so you know where you're going and go check it yourself. You know, I think that's the real key thing here uh, to protect yourself. Be really, really cautious. They're getting very clever now, even with hiding, uh, you know, links. They'll make the link look like it's right as far as the text, but there's JavaScript behind that and it may redirect and send you someplace that you shouldn't be. So just keep, keep that in mind. You know, don't open up attachments. Uh, you know, a lot of these places will send you an attachment and say, open this PDF and read the contract that we've sent to you to be, you know, and then, you know, follow the steps that are outlined there. Well, that PDF, it may look like a PDF to you, but actually it could very well be a Trojan. And now you've got ransomware on your computer. There's all kinds of things that can happen here that you really want to be careful about. Phone calls are also really interesting. You know, uh, first of all, the IRS is never going to call you. So if you get a phone call claiming to be from the IRS, hang up on them. They're not the IRS, they don't work that way. From family members who have gotten letters from the IRS, we are well aware how the IRS works. Trust me, they'll send you a letter. And often they send it registered receipt and make you sign for it and all kinds of crazy things. So, you know, that's not how the IRS works. And if you you get a, a phone call claiming to be from the Social Security Administration, hang up on them. They never call you, ever. That's not how they work. And if they ask for Social Security numbers, actually, if anyone asks for your Social Security number, politely tell them that you will call back you know, let's say that they claim to be from Wells Fargo. Well, then I would say, well, I'm going to call back when I dial the number myself, and I will call into customer service to get assistance. And if they need to redirect me, then that's how it's going to be, because I don't know that you truly are from my bank. How would I know that? Uh, So those are the kinds of things that I do to really protect myself. I do the same thing with credit agencies who claim to say that I have a bill Uh, I don't even talk to them about it. I said, well, you know, put it in writing and send me a letter. If you, you if you want me to pay something or you have an issue with, with something that we need to talk about, then put it in writing, send me an official letter, and then we'll talk about it because I don't know who, you know, who you are from, from Adam. And I'm not going to trust you. I'm not going to give you any personal data about myself or my family or anyone else. It's none of your business. If you have the data, Prove to me that you are who you are, and that you have that data about me. Don't you be asking me personal questions about, you know, my myself or any business that I've done. That's fishing. That truly is fishing, and I won't put up with it. So I'm pretty tough on these guys. So th- those are the kinds of rules that I follow to be able to try to protect our family.
0: So going back to what Aaliyah was saying, I even think. The first scam that uh she saw may have even not even been a real person. I think it was actually a bot uh so you will see some of that too and if you do try to try to confuse it try to you know see if you can make the the realism factor fall out without giving out any of your personal information
2: oh, I love doing that those those are fun to do that with. Oh, yeah, they are.
0: Because when you see something in quotes, that to me, that means computer, you know.
2: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: And badly coded. And they're
2: getting very clever, too. They're getting very, very clever, these little bots that run around and call you. So I had a really...
0: Go ahead, Jason. Go ahead, Michael. Go ahead. Okay.
3: So I actually had... I don't know exactly if this is a scam, was a scam, but I'm pretty sure it was. And the circumstances are rather interesting. So, um, I had, um, a profile on, on a dating site and I, I do not remember ever putting my Skype information in to my profile. I don't remember putting any personal information into my profile. Maybe I gave it to this person for the email. I don't remember. So they somehow got my Skype information. Um, and so we're talking and it it sound based based on the chat. Well, first off, I could never actually get this person to straight up actually have a, you know, voice conversation with me. It was always done through chat. Um and the grammar made it sound like it was like Google Translate sort of. Either that or the person, you know, if it was a person, it very well could have been. Um, Just didn't know, you know, it, it, it honestly felt like English was not their first language. And, um, but, you know, I, I'm not going to not trust somebody just because English doesn't happen to be their first language. So I, I talked to this person and it, at one point they ended up asking me to send them what was it 6 600 what whatever the price of the yeah it was like 600 and something dollars for the price of an iPhone because they wanted to buy a phone for their grandmother uh who and, and they couldn't do it initially because they were out of the out of the country and they claimed to pay me back and I am like absolutely 100% no i am not sending you a thing and uh it was just it was very, very interesting to me that it was all done through uh through Skype. Now, as I said, I may very well have initiated it. I very well have may have given my information to them from the site. I don't remember. It's been like years, but it always just kind of sticks out to me because Skype was kind of the last place at the time I would have expected something like that to happen to me on and yet it did so that was (laughs) that was rather interesting to say the least
0: well and one of the things that i believe in completely is if i don't know the number i won't answer the call and my way of looking at it is they can leave a voicemail if i don't know the number so that that protects you from i do that too from being you know because guys there are even uh practices where they call your number, you answer, and then the line goes dead. And what that was to do, what that was for, is so that they can detect, does somebody exist at the end of the line? And then they could start sending you know, out materials or calling or doing other things. So I just don't answer numbers. I don't know.
3: I don't do that either, but here's a question I've always had about that. Eventually, it's going to go to your voicemail. So, wouldn't that count as an answer to the line, or does that send a different packet through the phone network than if you actually had picked up?
0: That counts as an answer, but at the same time it counts as uh you know it does show that the line's working, but it does show that if a person answers, typically these computers can actually tell through AI that that was a real person and not their voicemail, and so it shows interest. And willingness to answer a phone call that was from an unknown number or a number that was not identified to them.
3: Well, T Mobile actually does something interesting. And I don't I don't understand the technology behind how this works, but uh they are able to on iPhones, I think you might need scam ID or or name ID or whatever they call it. They, they it might be both, actually, for Android, but for iOS. Some numbers that would normally show up as just a number actually show up as like a business name or a person's name, even if they aren't in my contact list. Uh, And that's something I've never seen before until I became a T-Mobile customer. So I don't know if any other carriers have that as a service, something you can buy or whether they do that for free. I've even seen calls that show up as scam likely or nuisance likely, which is amusing. Um... And uh, that's something T-Mobile does for me for free, so I don't, you know, I I don't know how it works, but it's very interesting to me. And if um your carrier offers that as a service, it may be something you can look into.
0: So, have any of you guys gone onto Google and typed in a phone number that you possibly yes, think is
1: spam? All the time.
3: I have done it before. I haven't done it recently.
0: Jeff, has that been something you've done before? It is not. Yeah, it, it's interesting because you could you could actually go and Google search that number, and a lot of times you'll see it'll even give you ranges of numbers in that area code uh, to see which ones are scams. Um, like, Aliyah, don't you have a number that was identified previously?
1: I have several. or, or Yeah, well, oh, you mean like my Android number? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. Wasn't
0: wouldn't it, wouldn't it in the range of, like, uh, Georgetown or whatever? Yeah, that's that you? Or Round Rock? Oh, as... uh,
1: yeah. It's in Bastrop. And it... Yeah.
0: The previous use of the number before Aliyah got it was a use for scamming. In fact, the text she got from that first person, or bought was from a 512 area code. So they were really clever on that one. So... I think the biggest thing is when you go to buy this holiday season, if you use eBay, if you use Craigslist, if you use different places, look for signs, look for the things that might say this is not trustworthy, and always question yourself, always question the person that you're buying or selling to, because if something sounds too good to be true, it probably is, and you always want to make sure that you keep yourself safe uh, and make sure that you keep your identity and your personal identifying information safe.
3: One thing I would do, too, and it, this is, you know, if I was buying a phone or whatever, I would ask, you know, the, uh, the seller, hey, can you provide me with the phone serial number just so I can check and make sure that it's not a stolen device? And if they aren't willing to do that, that would be a red flag for me. That is really you know, good. know, if it's something like Craigslist or
0: something. That's really good advice. So do we have any final scenarios we want to present before we wrap up today?
3: Well, I was actually thinking maybe we should talk about what to do if you unfortunately have fallen for a scam.
0: Yes, that is important as well.
1: Change all of your passwords.
0: Yes, if if this has to do with your computer, change your passwords. Uh, Even your master password, if you use OneDrive or something like that, change all of your passwords. Um, If it is identity theft, then that is going to be a bigger process than you possibly can imagine. So if you need to do that, then I would get with your bank, change your debit cards, change all of your account information that you can so that nobody will get into your, you know, and look for... Suspicious transactions on your accounts, if your debit card or uh, those things get hacked.
3: Or maybe have your bank close the card and get a new one.
0: Right. You also want to... One of the things that also happens if you're using social media, we do that a lot during the holidays. Different apps and services, if they're not trustworthy, will send their information to all of your contacts. So make sure that you, do, you know what you're doing and make sure that your contacts don't get a lot of, of uh, spam during the holidays. Um, it's a bad gift in general, so <laughs> uh, you want to make sure that does not occur. Um, make sure apps don't go and send their information to everybody and make sure that uh, if you start hearing about uh, people getting friend requests from you that you contact those social networks, and to also make sure that if people get posts with links in them that say they're from you, that you change your password as well, because that is a common uh, hack. Also, and I hate to always say this, but you are not doing yourself a favor by using Yahoo Mail. You're get off of it. You're definitely not doing yourself a favor. Um, I know it's been a platform people have used for years and years and years, but it has been the most commonly hacked platform. So please do yourself a favor and the people that you send messages to, uh, look at another email provider.
3: Yep. I have I use Gmail and I have um I think I have an Outlook email. I don't remember. I'd have to go looking and see. but I definitely do not have a Yahoo account. I think I had like two Hotmail accounts at one time, but I don't remember their login information. And as far as I know, like, you know, none of my, none of my friends and my family have those emails. So I don't know that I'm really all that worried about them.
0: All right. So that's going to do it for the main part of this show. And now the fun part picks and contact information. So, Jeff, what is your pick this week, and where can people find you online?
2: My pick this week is the Microsoft Surface Keyboard. Jeff, uh, Jeff had Santa deliver lots of goodies to his house today, and uh, one of them was the Microsoft Surface Keyboard. It's a wireless keyboard, full-size keyboard with a numeric keypad, and uh, it's, it's quite nice. I really, really like it so far, and uh, yeah, that's my pick. We'll provide a link in the show notes so people can find it. You can find me on Twitter at Jeff Bishop, J-E-F-F-B-I-S-H-O-P, twitter.com slash Jeff Bishop. And you can also email me, jeff at jeffbishop.com.
0: And I would also like to say, Jeff, thank you for being on the show recently. It's been awesome having a new uh, voice out there occasionally, so really appreciate it. Yes, it has. All right. Jason, what is your pick for this week, and where can people find you online?
3: Well, my pick, even though it's been out since, like, 2000-something, <laughs> is the show Star Trek Voyager. I recently started catching up on it again, and I pick it because it it really explores a lot. I mean, Star Trek's, you know, pretty known for exploring a lot of, uh, you know, different, like, societal issues and things like that, and, you know, Voyager's no different, and it, it just, I I don't know why I accidentally took, like, a two, three-year break from it, but I started watching it again, so that is uh, my pick. Also, I don't know why, but I just love the Voyager theme song. <laughs> um, but as far as where people can find me, people can find me producing content for iAccessibility. You can email me at jason at iAccessibility.net you can search for me on Facebook. Just search for Jason Earls, and you can also follow me on Twitter at jde. That's Juliet Delta Echo Ninety One. So,
0: Jason, when you took your break, where, which season did you end up end on?
3: Uh, season three. I think I just finished season three, episode twenty, or I'm about to start episode twenty.
0: Oh, you're getting to the good part of the show. Okay. So, oh yeah, Aaliyah, what is your pick, and where can people find you online?
1: My pick is the game that I can't quit playing and it is called SubWords. It is a game which is part word game and part trivia game. You get categories like vegetables, fruits, European countries is one that I just played. The solar system, there are others. And within those categories there are two modes, classic, which is untimed, and timed mode, which is yeah. Um you have I think it's a minute or maybe a minute and a half to find as many words as possible. And on the screen are a bunch of word segments. And you have to link them together and form words that fit in that category. So um, it is $1.99. It is fully accessible. It's very good. It's very addictive. I bought it yesterday and am playing it to death. So... Anyway, you can find me producing content for iAccessibility. You can email me at alia that's a l e e h a at iaccessibility.net and you can follow me on Twitter at blindcowgirl199.
0: All right. So, my pick for this week is one a long time in coming. It is so last night, Alia got me to watch the first <laughs> of two currently out movies uh of the fantastic Beasts series so it's the first one fantastic beasts and where to find them and i have to tell you folks i am going to be hated on the internet but i like this movie better than how they produced all eight of the original harry potter movies i just like the story cohesiveness it just I feel like a lot of the Harry Potter movies were great, but they were just kind of a documentary of all the little segments that were in the book thrown together in a collage of this is what happened in Harry Potter. But this felt like a very cohesive story, well told, well put together. So I, next weekend, I'm going to the movie theaters and I'm going to watch the second one, aren't we?
1: If Aaliyah can stop studying for finals long enough, yes. Yes.
3: Well... I have officially come up, well, I don't know if I've come up with this hashtag. I'm sure I'm not the only one who came up with it, but then you guys will totally be able to understand hashtag WTF Queenie. Yes, Jason keeps talking about this on Team Talk. I can't help it. It's so true. You have to ask the question, and when you watch the movie, you'll completely understand, and I cannot wait to discuss it with you guys, because it's... it's, Next week. I can't even finish that sentence, because I'm afraid it's going to be a spoiler.
0: Don't do it. Don't do it. All right. So, yes, that was my pick for this week. I love the movie. So, all right. If you want to find me online, you can by emailing me at Mike Doeys at iAccessibility.net. That's M-I-K-E-D-O-I-S-E at iAccessibility.net. I am Mike Doeys on Twitter. On Facebook, I am just Michael Doise, And you could go to my website, com for all everything I'm working on. And, you know, I'm all over the web, so just search. All right. If you want to find iAccessibility online, you can at iAccessibility.net. We are iAccessibility1 on Twitter. We have our new Android app, the iAcast app. Really excited about that. So you can listen to all of our content in our app and get uh, notifications of new episodes. And it's really awesome. One of the things that we've determined is that there is a problem with M4A in the Victor Reader Trek. So if you would like this problem to be fixed, please email HumanWare. We will attempt to find a good uh, email address for them support to put Support at sho-
1: humanware.com.
0: Support at humanware.com. Uh, and we'll also have that in the show notes. So please send them an email. Let them know that your Trek cannot play M4A at this time. And that you would like that so you could listen to any podcast that's put in that form or any songs. So we are uh available in our Android app, our iOS app for the main iAccessibility accessibility app. We have our uh Tumblr page, we have our you know YouTube page, we have we're all over the web. We're also at iacast.net. So There is plenty of ways where you could find us. If you want to leave us feedback, you can at feedback at iAccessibility.net We also have our official hashtag on all the hashtag-supported social networks of just hashtag IACast and you can find all of us online with our contact information that we've given in the show. So, uh, we won't scam you and hopefully this podcast will help you not be scammed. So, We really appreciate everybody that's been on the stream today, who's gonna be listening to the podcast, and all the people who have been on the show. Jeff, Aaliyah, Jason, thank you guys for being here. It's been another awesome episode of the IA Cast, and we'll see you next week.
1: Bye, everyone. Bye, guys.
0: Copyright 2018, iAccessibility, LLC.